You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a show within a show here on the Hockey Podcast Network. A little device of my own devious mind, as you can tell by the title here. It is something we like to do this time of year a little bit late than what we've usually done. It is a little something I like to call Game Over, where we say goodbye to each and every NHL team, whether they want to or not. My name is Richard Blosser, the host of Take of taking you through this drudgery of teams gone by. Ignore the echo in the studio, everyone. Getting used to everything here. So, before, so I'd like to welcome on my first guest here. I kind of was looking for a, a Les Inhabitants to get on here, considering they were the first official team eliminated. But, uh, well, the hockey gods deem different, and I have someone else coming on here. Good to have him on. He is representing... The team, I know you could pretty much see in the title what this team is, but just go with me on this. They were a team that were founded in 1993. They have three Stanley Cup Finals visits to their name just recently in the bubble hockey tournament of 2020 Vintage. They have one Stanley Cup victory to their name and do not talk about it to anybody in Western New York. I am talking about the team that wears Victory Green... Neon green and black and white. I'm talking about none other than the Dallas Stars. Dallas. Love that goal song. I'm talking about none other than the Dallas Stars. And of course, joining me is Ryan Chambers of Starcastically Remarks. Ryan, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And by the way, we have the best goal song in the NHL. Just just saying. I, I I will I, I will love anyone that is not able only to do that, but to do a brilliant, slightly altered Pantera Cowboys from Hell riff. And it's just like, ha ha, it's not the real song. We slightly altered it. You can't sue us. <laughs> it's fantastic. So let's get right into it as we are talking about the Dallas Stars here on Game Over. I will start with the... Uh, with the uh, most logical question, what happened? It seemed like um, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you guys made it in. Congratulations on that. A lot of people wrote you off as a old and slow team, and uh, you nearly beat the uh, Fighting Sutters up there in Calgary. Yeah, it. they played okay, if that makes any sense. But the... To, I, I guess to ask your question as to what really happened is they couldn't score goals. That's really what it came down to. And that's just been a thing with the Stars 
uh, I probably since Lindy Ruff left, actually. Uh, we've been focusing on just defense only a lot, which is okay if, if you can score goals. But uh, this team just did not score goals. And I think that was the big reason why, you know, we lost to the Calgary Flames. Um, I, the, the thing that frustrates me more than anything is uh, how we got a Vesna caliber you know, performance out of Jake Ottinger. I mean, I, 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 I feel very safe in saying this now, even that he was the best goalie in the playoffs and he's still the best goalie in the playoffs. Uh, any performance that we've seen, because I mean, Vasilevsky's looked kind of iffy uh, sometimes. Shesterkin's looked kind of iffy sometimes. Otter in every single one of those games was 100% on top of his game and not just on top of his game, but he was stealing every single game. The only reason why it was even close in this series was him alone. And it's just frustrating to get a performance like that out of a goaltender like that. And, you know, we're not able to score goals. And the, the guys that are expected to score goals, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, uh, both of those guys, uh, I mean, they make almost $18 million combined. And they just didn't really get it done in the regular season or in the playoffs either. And then our top line of Hintz, Robertson, and Pavelski, we just we rely on them too much for too much of our offense, and they didn't show up in the playoffs like they did in the regular season, if that makes any sense. So if you had to put one specific thing on why the Stars lost in their first-round series, it's because they just couldn't score enough goals. Understood. And with the way you uh, you put it, I mean, to have a lot of regular season offensive production and get nothing out of your, no pun intended, stars once you get to the uh, postseason, um, I believe they call that a uh, Toronto Maple Leafs postseason. Um, <laughs> just, um, um, it really felt like you guys were underdogs in that series that like, I, I use this term a lot, and this is for the New York Rangers currently right now. This team felt like a little bit of the nobody believes in us team. That like nobody took the Dallas Stars seriously, and then before we knew it, there was a game seven. And to be totally honest with you, what we were doing, what we do a uh, what we call an after game review after every single Stars game, and uh, after each game, as we were going through, we were taking the ESPN panel. And every single one of them picked the Flyers, or the, excuse me, the Flames in the series. And there was only one that said Flames in seven. And all the other people were saying Flames in four, Flames in five, Flames in six. And what was funny is that <laughs> my brother Chris, we were going through and we were marking off at each person. And we were like, You're, this person, you suck. This person, you <laughs> suck. Flyer, this person, you suck. As we were going through each game. And then when we got when we got to uh, to game seven, we really thought we had a chance. We really did. Uh, but it, it was fun. It, I mean, they weren't really expected to win the series. I didn't even pick them to win the series. I actually said flames in seven and, uh, I'm, I am just, I'm happy with the way that they played. I just, you gotta be able to score more goals. And they were most definitely the underdogs in every sense of the word when it came to the series. Oh yeah. It seems like, uh, goalies are definitely the theme of these year of this year's playoffs. Um, whether your goaltender is playing out of his mind or not up to standard or just gets injured, which seems to be a thing around the NHL playoffs right now. But um, let's go. Let's go into the offseason a bit. Um, 
you guys have a lot of expirings coming off the books. I mean, a lot of players, especially at the forward front. Uh, names that really helped out the bubble hockey run, uh, such as uh, Ra- uh, Radulov, Nemestikov, Klingberg, Sakira, and almost all your goalies are expirings. So um, what do you think, do the Stars have the had the uh, capita, per se, to keep a lot of these uh, players around? Or is it just time to tap into the youth? I think it's going to be a little bit of both. The, star, the Stars team is in a very weird flux, if that makes any sense. Uh, we're currently looking for a head coach, and the head coach that we have to pick has to be able to get the most out of our veterans, specifically Ben and Sagan, because they have not produced like they have. But we also have a lot of young guys as well that are pretty good. We've got Rope Hintz, uh, who's had a career year this year. We've, we had uh, Jason Robertson, who scored 40 goals this year. I did not see that coming. So great for him coming out. And then, uh, obviously, we, you know, we got Mira Haskin in. We've also got uh, uh, Thomas Harley, who looks like he's going to be a regular in the NHL next season. Um, but when you look at our cap specifically, Jim Nill has done a very good job. As much crap as a lot of Stars fans give him for some of the decisions he makes, he does a very good job in managing the cap and making sure that we have enough money to pay the players that we need to pay. So, like, for example, uh, actually me and my brothers just went through a an episode last Wednesday where we went through every single UFA and RFA. And uh, we said, you know, okay, he's gone. No, he's gone. No, he's going to get paid this much. No, we're going to keep him around, all that sort of stuff. And I'll spare you everyone. Uh, wh- what I can tell you is that Alex- Alexander Radulov has already signed in Russia. So he's already gone. So he will. He, we weren't planning on re-signing him anyways, if you ask me. So he's gone. Um, Michael Roffel, there's some rumors out there that he was not happy with the contract he was offered by Jim Nell. So he may look like he's headed to Europe. So that may be another player that the stars are not looking at bringing back. And, but what I really want to focus on is uh, John Klingberg and uh, Jason Robertson. Those are the two big names when it comes to the stars. Um, John Klingberg, in my opinion, I'll go ahead and jump on him first. He's, if he doesn't sign with the Stars, he's going to be one of the most sought-after free agents in the free agent class uh, this offseason when July – I don't think it's July 1st. I think it's a little later than July 1st, but whenever free agency comes around. And uh, he on the free agent market, he very well could get 7.58 million, maybe eight and a half, depending on uh, who's uh, vying for his services because he's a right-shot defenseman. So that's one of the reasons why I really hope we keep him. I just don't see it. I, I think he's gone. And if he does sign with the Stars, what I'm hoping he gets is like a five, six-year deal worth about seven, seven point five million, something about that. I just don't think we can afford uh, paying another guy eight million dollars like that. And and I mean, he has every right to go out and do it because he he signed a very team-friendly contract with the Stars. It was one of the best contracts in the NHL. He was. He was signed for like six years at four and a half million, and he's been great for the Stars for the longest time. But uh, I just don't think he's going to get eight million from Jim Nell. And then uh, as for uh, Jason Robertson, um, I mean that's going to be oh my goodness, I don't even want to think about that. But um, it, it's really weird because my brothers and I talked about this. He, you could go the long route and give him eight eight years. 
and maybe get a lower cap hit, or you can say, okay, you've had two really good years. Let's give you a bridge deal three or four years with a little bit more in hopes that you can continue those sort of stats and everything. But uh, that's just long story short with those two players. Uh, uh, Marion Studenich, I don't see him coming back. Uh, Nemestikov, maybe, uh, but he made $4 million. I don't think he's going to make $4 million with the Stars if he resigns. Uh, Sekera is gone. I, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, and when it comes to goalies, that's another interesting one. Uh, a lot of people forget that we still have uh, Anton Hudobin under contract. So I, I think just because he's under contract, I think that maybe uh, – I don't think Holtby is coming back. I think he's gone 100%. If Anton Hudobin is fully healthy uh, at the beginning of uh, the, the season next year by training camp, I think that uh, Wedgwood won't be returning either. But if he's not healthy and it looks like he's not going to be able to start the season, I think the Stars will re-sign Wedgwood because he was really good for the Stars in the few games that he played. So, uh, I, I mean, that's a, a long story short compacting all the RFAs and UFAs for the Stars. Yeah, like 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 I said, it, it, it's a lot coming off the books. There's a lot of uh, stuff that Jim Nail has to deal with, and it's a situation that uh, that honestly no GM wants to really deal with because that's about uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven names coming off the books, and you know you've got at least right now seventeen and a half mil in cap space, which is better than other teams in the league right now at the time of this recording. But um, it's just something you don't want to have to deal with, and a lot of harsh decisions are going to have to uh, have to be made. So um, we're going to take a bit of an ad break here real, real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. And before we continue on, game over, everyone. Just like to thank our sponsor, DraftKings. It has a great offer for all of you. Hockey fans out there in the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. Oh, it's true. To quote Kurt Angle, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Take a small bet and turn it into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by cr- combining multiple bets with which team will win, how many goals will be scored, etc., etc., and much more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and bet just $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details down in the description. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on Game Over, talking about the Dallas Stars. Here with Ryan Chambers of Starcastic Remarks. He covers all things Dallas Stars. So, it's time to get into, into the one question I'm going to throw going to throw every team that comes on here. This is all spontaneous, unrehearsed. They have no idea that it's coming, and that just makes it all the more fun. 
So the question that I have for you, and uh, how much longer does the core of Ben and Sagan stick around? You three years of both of them. Like you said, they kind of underproduced this year. By the time their contracts are up, one will be 35 and 33 respectively. How much longer does that core have? I don't even think they're the core anymore, if you Ooh. ask me. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm totally being honest here because you've got uh, – because the old core was uh, Sagan, Ben, uh, John Klingberg, Essa Lindell. I would throw Essa Lindell in there. And then um, Ben Bishop slash Anton Hudobin slash insert goalie here. It, it kind of changed over the course. But you you got to look at the players that the Stars have coming up. You've got Jason Robertson. You've got uh, Rope Hintz. And you've got uh, Mira Haskinen. And then you've got the young goalie, the young hotshot, and Jake Ottinger. So if you ask me, I, I think that that new core is already here. And I think you can build around those four guys especially. And now I'm not saying that, that's why I think this, like I said earlier, is I think this team is in a weird flux because you got two cores. You got the old guys, you got the new guys. And I really think that this next year, uh, that old core is going to take a step back and uh, that new core is really going to start showing themselves uh, that they're the leaders of this team. So, you know, if, if Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan want to come back on much, much cheaper deals after their deals are done, I I wouldn't have any problem with it, especially Jamie. Jamie's a very physical guy. But uh, with their current cap hits, I mean, uh, Sagan takes almost 12% of the cap and Jamie is 11.5% of the cap. And it's like they, they we got to get something from them. I, I mean – at the very least, you have to get you know twenty goals, sixty points at the at the bare minimum, if you ask me. Now, now Sagan kind of got there with his goals this season. I think he scored twenty seven, if I'm remembering off the top of my head. I have to look that up. But uh, Jamie Ben, ever since he had his Art Ross season back, I think it was 2015, 2016, when he won the Art Ross Trophy, it's just been uh, a slow, steadily decline. And he's been okay, but it's not worth his cap hit right now. So, but it, anyway, back to the question. Sorry, I'm kind of going off on a random tangent here. Uh, but they, I, I really think that, you know, it, some people would even say that the core was already gone last year, you know, this past season. Because, I mean, Ben and Sagan, they weren't even on the top line. They weren't the best, uh, the top line for the Dallas Stars this season. So uh, it, it just depends on how you look at it. But I, I think that this year, this upcoming season, will especially be their, the last, their last season as the core of the team. To kind of, uh, you were saying about uh, Tyler Sagan's uh, stats, his best season with you guys was um, technically 18, 19, 33, and 47 for 80 points. Um, and I would, and I, I'm not even asking that from him. Yeah. I, I just want 60, 60 at the, 30 and 30. 60 at the least. Yeah, 30 something and 30. like that. Yep, and uh, (laughs) you were talking about Jamie Benn. Um, For all the Hershey Bears fans that are listening to this, we remember seeing Jamie Benn down in with the Texas Stars inaugural season in 09 and 10. God, I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) I feel old. (laughs) Uh, Bonus. Bonus question 
here. Brucey bonus to quote uh, OSW. OSW review. Hello, lads. Friends of the podcast. Does Dumbo, just Jumbo Joe make it through the whole season as a Dallas star next year? Or do you flip him? Oh, you mean Joe Pavelski? Yes. Yeah, Jumbo uh, Joe Pavelski. Um, I think he does. I think he does. And if he continues to play with uh, the two guys that he is, with uh, Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson, I-, I still want him coming back for as much for as long as he can because he re he, he's obviously slower. He's obviously not the same player that he was. He's not going to score, you know, 40 goals like he did when he was with San Jose, but he, I think he had his most productive season points wise this season at the age of 37. So, and, and stars fans love him by the way, absolutely love him. So thank you, San Jose. We appreciate you. But, uh, he, he actually signed a deal for three years to make $7 million, and then he signed an extension for a million and a half less. So that just tells me right there that he really wants this team to do well, and he, he loves being here in Dallas. And I, I, think he, I think he will finish his career in Dallas uh, other than maybe like a one-day contract with San Jose. He needs to, he needs to retire with San Jose. Agreed. But uh, – but, you know we love him here, and I want him back as long as he's as long as he's able to, and as long as he's able to continue putting up the stats that he has. So that, that's just me. No, uh, understood. Because I thought um, I know you're just part of the fan base because I because of the the team that I that the Bears are affiliated with. You guys try to flip him at the trade deadline, and the Capitals would do something stupid to try and sign him for a goal for a ring chasing run. And j- just you watch, they do it. They they would absolutely do it. So um so um two more questions before we'll get we'll get you out of here. Um first up, why should Dallas Stars fans be optimistic heading into next October? We should be optimistic for a couple of reasons. There there's a lot to be optimistic about, which if you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have been like, No, there's nothing to be optimistic about. It's unfortunate, but it's sad to say that this is a good thing. But Alexander Radulov is no longer part of the team. Uh, we loved him as a Dallas star. Don't get me wrong, but his six million dollar cap hit with almost no offense coming in really hurt the team. And now that that's off the books, we have the cap hit, so we can sign uh, Robertson to a bigger contract. Uh, you know, maybe go out in free agency and find somebody who can score, please. Uh, but more than anything, we should be excited because we're getting a new head coach. And as much as we love bonus again, uh, well, let me take that back. Half the, half of the fan base does not like bonus. And the other half is just kind of like, he's doing an okay job, but, uh, we're looking into a more offensively minded coach. So that's something to be optimistic about if you're a Dallas stars fan, because I mean, that's obviously what this team needs. We don't need defense. We don't need goaltending. We've got that. We need goals scored. And I think with the current players we have, we can get more goals out of these players with an offensive-minded coach. So that's one. Um, Second thing is Jake Ottinger. Uh, Jake Ottinger proved to me and probably to the rest of the NHL that they should be scared of him. He is an absolutely fantastic goalie. He's coming. He's a young guy. He's only 23. And it sounds like he loves being in Dallas. He's going to be in Dallas for a long time. And that's huge when you have a guy who is as good as he is. He's young. 
and he's, you know, wanting to stay in Dallas for the long term. He could be in Dallas for the next 15 years. That's how long he could be the starting goalie for the Stars. So that's something to be optimistic about as well. Um, and then probably the most optimistic thing for me, and a lot of Stars fans have uh, are talking about this, is we have three guys in each of the Canadian leagues up in Canada in, in the major juniors. Uh, we have uh, Logan Stankoven in the WHL, who just won WHL Player of the Year. He was a second-round pick, and he may may get a spot this year. I don't think so. I think he has one more year in uh, the WHL, but he might get a spot this season, and he's a huge uh, point producer for his team, uh, for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Then you've got uh, Maverick Bork over in the QMJHL, who is – uh, he, he was kind of hurt for a good portion of the season, but when he was playing, he was scoring over two points per game. So, And then he's had a fantastic playoffs. And then uh, the third guy, uh, who is actually in the OHL right now, is uh, Wyatt Johnson, and he's playing for the Kelowna Rockets. And he's, out of the three, the most likely to make the Stars roster next season. And he's another guy who has really put up points in his prospective league. And all three of those guys are still currently in their playoffs. All three. Well, actually, no. Logan Stakeman is out. Excuse me. So, the, but the other the other two guys are still in. So, all three of those guys are big point producers for their teams in the the Canadian Major Junior Leagues, and that's exactly what this team needs right now. Is they need some goal scoring. So, that's something that we could look forward to. If it's not next year for all three of these guys. Definitely three, four years down the road, we could see all three of these guys in victory green really tearing up the NHL. So that's something that we can also look forward to as well. Really sounds like you got some youngins in the pipeline for whenever, as we talked about, the days when uh, Ben and Sagan head on out. Um, Hearing that, it sounds like I should keep an eye out on the Texas Stars over the next year or two. Definitely. (laughs) so, um, So quickly, we'll get into... Uh, reasons why uh, Stars fans should be depressed heading into uh, October. Reasons Stars fans should be depressed. Um, that's kind of hard to be honest with you because we have so many young guys and I'm really up on those young guys. But I, I guess if you're looking at it, you are you could be depressed and see that and look at that 2020 bubble playoff run and think, you know, was that a fluke? Because it seems like it's been kind of been answered that that was kind of a fluke run and this, the Stars just got hot at the right time. And, you know, Hudobin got hot at the right time. It just happened for them. But uh, I think that's what a lot of fans would be depressed about is the fact that this team is still – they're not a contender, but they're also not bad enough to not make the playoffs. And – if you look back at history in the NHL, especially with the cap era, the teams that typically do well are the teams that they they rebuild, they go and get they're they're bad for three or four or five seasons or whatever, and then they go out and get those top prospects, right? So I mean, when you look at Carolina, when you look at uh, Colorado, when you look at the Rangers, when you look at uh, Tampa Bay. All of these teams, they went through a period of hurt where they were not making the playoffs, and it was designed that way, right? So with the Stars, it's it's almost – and like I said, again, it's this flux thing. We have a lot of good young players, and we still have some vets who can still, who can still play. 
So it, it, it's like we're content with being, you know, wild card one, wild card two, and just being a playoff contender rather than a true Stanley Cup contender, which is what, I mean, which is what every team wants, right? You don't want to be just making the playoffs every season. You want, eventually, you want to be able to go out and say, hey, this is my team. My team is going for the Stanley Cup this season. They've got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And this is the reason why we're better than these teams. And I, I feel like as a Stars fan, I can't really say that. Because when I compare my team to Colorado or my team to Tampa Bay or my team to the Rangers, it's it's not the same. And I, I think that's something that we can really kind of be depressed about. Although I still think a majority of there's more excitement from this team, from this fan base right now than there is depression. But if there is anything, I would probably look at those two things and say that's why Stars fans could possibly be depressed. All good stuff out of the from from you and learned a lot about the Dallas Stars here. But as always, this is the golden rule on game over. So Dallas, you tried, you really did. But we say it to each and every team, and I'll add a little bit of something extra on top of this: stars that shine the brightest shine only in the heavens above. And stars that fall to earth never shine again. So to the Dallas Stars, we say game Game over. over. (laughs) All right. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me, man. So um, give you a minute here so you can uh, promote your podcast or whatever project else you work on. So, So brother, the board is thine. Thanks, man. And again, thanks for uh, having me come on. This was a lot of fun because I love talking about my team more than anything. But uh, my personal uh, Twitter account is rchambers1993. So if you want to go follow me on that. And then uh, also for our podcast, we have uh, just about everything. We've got Twitter at at StarcasticR. We have Instagram, which is uh, Starcastic Marks Podcast. You can follow us on there. we got a Facebook page as well. You can follow us there. And then uh, also, I also write for a fan site, it's Blackout Dallas. So if you want to check me out there, um, I, I typically try to do about a, an article a week where I write about the stars and just sometimes just whatever the heck I want. Sometimes it's just random. You know, we could talk about officiating for forever this season. That's going to be a huge <laughs> topic this season. So, But uh, you can check me out uh, at all those places. So. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. And thank you to all of you for your times, your listens, and downloads this week. This is the first of many as we will try to get in this season. But as usual, everyone, thank you for, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe this podcast. Next time, we, we will either try to get Lane Habitants on or maybe something a little bit more uh, devilish, per se. So to everyone out there, thank you for listening. Enjoy whatever hockey hockey's left, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, 
please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.